Welcome to another episode of An African Conquering the World podcast. This is episode 21 of 54. Thank you for the support and thank you for for following us this closely and for listening and sharing. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at AACW Podcast. It's important that we have as many people as possible so that we can make a movement out of this. The ideas of this podcast are to catalog experiences I'm having as I'm in my in my quest to do architecture globally. Um, it's almost a psychological thing sometimes that, that tells us about the tales of my of the sometimes the pain that one feels um, trying to fit in into a world that doesn't um, really have the kind of space that the typical African architect would need and takes no gives no punches to us as Africans given the fact that we're not educated in the same way as the rest of the world is when it comes to architecture. So um, this is a guide for anybody who wants to practice on a global scale and it tells us of all the landmines that we probably will face in trying to 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 elevate ourselves to kind of higher level of practice um, this episode continues the last episode um, the last discussion we had of erasure which got a little bit passionate but um, it, the idea of this is to create a tabula rasa a flat plane from which, which we can spring and make architecture both in Africa and around the world because I believe that the African and his traditional architecture are the next frontier for the present milieu of the world. And therefore, we as Africans must prepare ourselves and prepare to understand without prejudice what our ancestors and our ancestry left us and see how we can, we can rework it to create a new architecture for the world as it is. So... Um, Last week we stopped at, we, we were discussing erasure and in a way I was saying Neufert is crap. Realistically Neufert is crap. Um, but again I said that um, it seems as though architects in this part of the world are designed less for people and more for active. And I stand by what I have said because, I mean, you see every time architecture trying to be as shocking as possible so that you can get the kind of accolades that something of shock gets. If you refer to uh, the episode on beauty, you kind of will understand what I mean when I say shocking. So um, a black building where there shouldn't be no black building, a green building, where it, it's things like that. Um, and we have not been able to create our own for lack of a better word trends so we are in a wilderness of global trends that have nothing to do with us more and more we make architecture that is senseless and we make it has also become a thing in the arts too yeah so in in a way one would notice that the africans and his architecture and the African generally is a little bit xenophobic. Also, again, that 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 comes from our colon, uh, from colonization, or not? Does it? If, if it if it, I think it does come from colonization because 
our xenophobic behavior liking the other more than ourselves that we can never believe in anything that we do instead we apart from, from if it has been knighted from the outside of us so francis carrier would have been successful for instance if he practiced in burkina faso one he would never have been able to do the architecture that he does which in a way kind of might be condescending sometimes but not always he does some great work sometimes but he would never have had the opportunity to make that kind of architecture or the fame that he's gotten from making that kind of architecture he's only he's famous on that level and i all all glory to him for his fame and for what he's done in african architecture but what i'm this is not a slight on francis carey this is a slight on us as people he would not have been noticed as an architect apart from if our masters our colonial masters noticed him first and that's what happened so it's something that as people we need to work on um I find that I, 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 I listened to a lecture by a bigger colleague of mine who said that she read a novel where a writer was asked, a fictional novel where a writer was asked about novels. And he responded that what makes the British novel, for instance, a British novel is because it's written by a British person for British people to read same with the Russian novel but what makes the African novel an African novel is because it's written by an African to try to explain his existence to others this is the problem of erasure this is the problem is very prominent in our architecture we are, we, we've, we're in a position where we cannot see anything from our past we our entire theoretical output is about trying to become like the West. Emigres, that they used to call them, by the Belgians used to call people who are well adopted in Western norms and are quite ineffective as human beings. So our, our, our ethos is to create these opportunities to be more like the West. For instance, in, uh, you would see that when urban planning is being discussed in Africa, it's not, we're not discussing what we have, we're discussing what we should be in the terms of the fact that we want to be Dubai or we want to be the UK. So no matter what you do as a planner or as a designer, as an architect, it's not good enough until it looks like America or the UK or Dubai. This is a problem because inherent in our in what we call our stupidity is a lot of intelligence because if for instance take lagos nobody has really studied lagos for what it is we studied for what it's not that's a big problem so we can't find the opportunities that we've created by trying to live in a certain kind of world with certain kind of culture so every time development happens in lagos it's not for the people the people can't use it because we instead want to live, we, we want to live in the other, and we want to be recognized by the outside, and I think that that is a problem. Um, this behavior is nothing short of xenophobic, and I, I, I stand by it. In a way, we're a xenophobic lot. We prefer the other to us, and that is the 
classic definition of 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 um, I think psychologically it's called an inferiority complex, but I don't know. Um, look, erasure can be positive. It can be because a whole erasure can be trying to erode a, a thing to get its basic essence. But this is not what's happening to us. So as a tool in architectural thinking, erasure and erosion can be good. But this is not the kind of erasure that I'm talking about. I'm talking about a self-imposed erasure that makes us never see ourselves, never see the positives, never see the glass half full, always see it half empty. So we never see the positives of us being in the situation that we are and try to see how we can not get out of that situation but make a better situation so our lives are have become about escaping our situation as against enhancing it with what with the knowledge that we're getting from the world so architecture has followed that ethos and architecture is an escape not in a good way but an escape from our present reality and therefore we have no architecture because where there are opportunities, our architecture creates fear. Where there are potential, our architecture creates erasure. Where there should be a celebration of greatness, our architecture slides and becomes minimalist. So therefore, we have no architecture. Because the British-trained architects in Nigeria move as the British move. The American-trained architects in Nigeria move as the Americans move. The Nigerian trained architects in Nigeria move as Pinterest moves. So there's a big gap in that sector. Although the output that comes from Nigeria as architecture is totally different from the output that comes from any part of Africa and vice versa. But again, those thin lines of opportunities and change and difference are never studied. We believe in fact that what we do is never good enough until a foreign architect comes and does the same thing but with better materials. That's a form of xenophobia, is it not? In my mind, there's a new architecture developing in Africa. Well, because I move around quite a lot, I see that there are, di- there are differences, there are very sharp differences between what's being made in Nigeria and what's being made in Ghana. and these differences are not based on things like um, um, environmental comfort and things like that. There are bigger differences. We need to figure out these things because an architecture is developing. It might be good, it might be bad, but an architecture is developing. And if we put our heads together to make a more sophisticated, well-rounded theoretical basis for it, then when the the world tries to compress us and bring their ideas to us we have a sieve through which that those ideas come and become good for us then we, we stop being a dumping ground as we become over the years you know it's unfortunate that we are in the situation that we're in we can blame colonialism for it but um, Singapore was colonized too we can blame economic 
hardships on it but india has had economic hardships too we can blame wars but japan had the second world war that crushed it two nuclear warheads i'm not saying we don't have excuses i'm saying that we should not only see problems because inherent in problems are solutions there can't be a problem without it having a solution moreover in in trying to solve problems we can find an intellectual balance we need to stop looking at our problems as the fact that there are not there are no roads in africa in the sense of the fact that uh, maybe not every human being owns a road or there's housing shortages in africa there are housing there are housing shortages in california too the housing there's, there's oh there's there's bad water in africa yeah there's bad water in other parts of the world even in america too um so would you say that in america um domain and morphosis and frank gary who have created a basis for los angeles architecture to be radical would you say that they shouldn't make that basis because there's teething problems in new orleans and we must all face those problems because if those problems are not solved we cannot be allowed into this milieu of greatness that is architecture i think i think that we need to look at things a little bit differently we need to understand that we always have these basic problems to solve that's lack of housing sanitation etc we need to understand that even sometimes architects can solve these problems but architects can also create nuance in politics can also create a basis for which people that have these problems can springboard to become global sensations a worldview that can change the world architecture has to learn to harness what we have it needs to learn to harness our environment harness our problems to create solutions that make us better for them and we need to evolve past the pedantry need to 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 solve problems like children oh it rains a lot so we have to make it high larger, larger sloping roof so that the water doesn't touch the building but we can capture that water in a way that it can be reused in the house moreover our water the water services in our in, in a lot of our countries don't work as efficiently as they should so every extra water we can capture is good oh the sun is so hot you don't want it to come to your building but we can turn that sun into energy etc etc architecture must be proactive and not reactive it's reactive today architecture needs to evolve past the need to be reactive it needs to become as proactive as possible we need to collectively battle the truth as we know it itself if not no future for africa anyways fuck no effort Thank you for listening to another episode of An African Conquering the World podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at AACW Podcast. And you can also um, reach out on Instagram if you want to have a conversation live on the show or live on Instagram. Um, we're open to that. Thank you very much for your time and have a blessed weekend. Cheers. Cheers.